This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. After a very fun weekend in Las Vegas, it is the Bostonian versus the bookies. Dave Sherpa and I am Matt Peralt here on the Props YouTube channel. You guys can always subscribe to that. Hit that little ding button so you see when we're live every single Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Dave, I'm tired. It was a long weekend, man. That was a lot. That was a lot. Uh, how I'm are you? Exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Uh, it was great saying goodbye to everybody yesterday. I said, I'll see you next time. I don't know when the next time's going to be, but it ain't going to be tomorrow. <laughs> I can tell you that. That was a lot of running. But um, between the games, the atmosphere and the books, the people in from out of town that we, you know, you know, because you've done shows with or you talk to on Twitter, you don't know. Like until you sit and you you know you sweat the end of the Arizona game with <laughs> you sweat the end of the Michigan State game with it's just a great weekend. It was a convention. Like it was very interesting to me because so the Final Four is known as the coaching convention for college basketball. So if you're if you're like if you're looking for a job or you're trying to network, trying to get to know somebody, meet somebody, maybe you've tried to you know talk to them face to face, whatever. You go to the final four. That's what I felt like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday was kind of like. It was just like a meeting of those. Even people who weren't working in the sports betting industry came to Vegas to be a part of the four days here in Vegas. Yeah. It was a pretty interesting. It was like it was like a sports betting convention without having the convention. It felt like media week did for us at the Super Bowl. Yeah, did it very not? much so. I mean, yeah, it really did. Although we had the games going on. Right. Like, you know, we were able to do media week and not have to worry about watching the games or, you know, people betting on the games. You saw the atmospheres of the books. There were thousands of people all around, all over town. So, yeah, it was fun. You know, hey, we're over here. Hey, we're over here. All right, let's meet up here. Um, it was a lot of people came to town just for that, the networking right. opportunity or to hang out and, you know, do their work in between doing other stuff. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> having some fun. And we took a very funny picture that the guy behind us was having too much fun. Tremendous. And he was straight up asleep on oh, <laughs> behind oh. us watching the <laughs> he game. He was out. He was out. He had had a rough three days. You could tell that was not a single day bender. That guy had been on. Oh, it was no. a multiple day bender. That dude yeah. just was like, give me some sleep, please. Just let me sleep. You, you've all kind of, I, I haven't been there in a long time, but you know, we've all kind of been there that when you're on a party trip like that, it's like, just give me 15 minutes by myself just to relax. Like, just let me sleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't sleep. get up a lot of times from the seat in the book because right. either your seat, if you get up, it'll be gone. Someone might yeah. take it or you're the one holding the seats while the boys are doing their thing. Like you take shifts, you yep. those guys go shower. I'll sit here and wait and come back. And so it was obvious that he 
I don't know if he had action on the game. We were all there watching at that time, but he needed a a, a nice 15 minute power nap for sure. <laughs> he got it on <laughs> picture on Twitter. <laughs> and it went out and first post. Check out the dude behind you guys. I missed it entirely. I totally didn't see it. I had no it, it idea just, he was even there. I had no idea he was even there. I was editing it. I didn't even like, I, I, I the, that's the internet for you. Bam on Twitter. Hey, that dude behind just passed out. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go look at that picture. It's from yesterday at the Cosmopolitan. If you guys haven't seen the picture, it's it's on the Bostonian versus the book Twitter at Boston versus the book. You guys can see it. It's pretty funny. Guys, absolutely straight up asleep, like dead out. <laughs> passed out goodbye yeah all right we got a lot of basketball to get to so let's start with the football and then we'll get to basketball to break it all down because while all the mayhem was going on this is what the nfl does the nfl decides to step all over college basketball and decide that deshaun watson being traded to the cleveland browns is a thing deshaun watson now is the second highest paid quarterback in the nfl which has a lot of people's stomachs turning because well this dude was accused of some pretty bad stuff. And yet he gets traded for three first round picks. And he winds up now as the second highest paid quarterback in the game after he sat all of last year. What do you make of the Browns? Do you move the number? Do you move the win totals? Like, what do you do with now the Browns having what they believe is their next franchise quarterback? They're not even favored to win their own division. Correct. So it's not, I mean... Again, I'm so focused on the stuff that goes on on the court, on the ice, on the field. I don't worry too much about that stuff. Like, and you know, people bet it, and it's mm-hmm. it's fun. And there was a lot of people here betting a lot of NFL futures and a lot of like NBA futures. Some baseball stuff came out. Mm-hmm. People were talking about that. The NHL trade deadline is today. There were people talking about that, making future bets and stuff. You don't have to move the future bets yet or future numbers on this. I mean, you move it a little because obviously it's an upgrade if he plays, but then is he suspended? If he's suspended, how long is he suspended for? And you go back and forth and back and forth, and then you maybe take a couple bets. I mean, obviously, if you get a bet like you did on Tampa, your radar should go off mm-hmm. and things like that. But I don't think anybody's rushing to the window to bet a dime or 10 dimes on the Browns to win the Super Bowl right now. Do you? No. My problem with the whole thing, my problem with what will the Cleveland Browns surround him with? And was it a Baker Mayfield problem or was it a Kevin Stefanski problem? Like, what was the reason that everything went to crap after it's, I mean, he had one good year, right? Stefanski comes in first year, NFL coach of the year, turns the whole thing around. Baker's now on everybody's radar screen. Baker becomes a marketing marvel. He's on every, you know, commercial break, basically, which I'm sure progressives like, man, he said all that money on Baker Mayfield at, at home commercials. Now it's out the window. But, or who was it? Who was it? Was it progressive? What insurance company? I don't remember, but whatever, whatever company was paying him all that money. I just, I don't know what to make of the Browns organization. Like they gave up a lot and then they paid him a ton. Like the combination of the whole thing. And now you're getting the, you know, people were mad. People in Cleveland, did you expect people in Cleveland are mad? So you got that whole blowback that they have to go through now coming up. I just, I, I just don't know if it's going to be worth it in the end. It's, it, I guess is my, well, yeah, my you never on. know that, but I mean, yeah. the, 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 it's funny, you know, uh, guy 
you know, gambles on NFL football. He gets suspended for a year and is out and loses that. Guy does some other million. stuff that may – it's still allegations and it still hasn't been proven, blah, blah, blah. And don't worry about it. Make him the second highest paid quarterback ever and trade for him. And there's just – Three first-round picks. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Cleveland hasn't done a lot of things right, um, you know, in a while. Let's say, I mean, things just haven't broken right. Good luck. Good luck. Do you think I hasn't touched the football? You know, not that he hasn't touched the football, but he hasn't played in a game in a long time. Do you trust talking about that? Do you trust the Texans to use the three first round picks properly? Uh, I mean, again, like these picks and stuff, like you don't know to use them properly, then they have to stay healthy, not get, uh, <laughs> you know, get put in the right position. So you can pick right. And guy blows his knee out and never plays again. So, um, who knows? I I just need to know what guys are doing on the field and right. looking at that from that aspect. I just wonder, you know, I would three, to know. three first round picks is quite a haul. I mean, that is combined so three in one year, back to back to back years. It's well, I, I think it's two in one year and one in a different year. I believe that's what I read because they have those first round picks from Miami. Remember the whole Miami trades where they oh, went, yeah. back, went back and forth. They had multiple first round picks. Yeah. So they had multiple first round picks last year. I think they had multiple first round picks this year. And so they got, now I think they have three first round picks this year and then wow. two and two next year and two the year after, I think is what it is. So they're they loaded around quick. I mean, yeah, they're loaded. I mean, Texans, if, if, if the Texans utilize their, their, their picks properly, they're going to be, they can be right back, especially in that division, because where does Baker Mayfield play? Is he going to the Colts? Uh, is that the last team standing without a quarterback? I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo could wind up going there. Right. But the Colts are the last decent team that you'd want to go and play with. They're the last ones. I mean, you could talk about Atlanta potentially trying to move off of Matt Ryan, but no one really wants to go there. The Panthers need a quarterback, but no one really wants to go there. The last team that needs a quarterback that you actually want to go and play for would be the Colts because they could be back in the playoffs next year. You don't want to go to Seattle? I don't want to go to Seattle. No, no, no. Not right now. You don't want to go to San Francisco? Well, that's the question. I mean, okay, are they in need of a quarterback or do they have one in Trey Lance? Well, I don't know if they would bring in Baker Mayfield instead of Trey Lance. Yeah, so I mean, you know. You're going to be a backup. If you go to San Francisco, you're going to be a backup. You could, I mean, it's Trey Lance. You're an insurance policy if the kid falls on his face. Well, I mean, you're, yeah, but, you, you know, you can go compete for the job just like Cam did when he went to New England, you know. Right. You see at least what you got. Um, I don't know. I don't know where he ends up. Wouldn't it be ironic? He can't stay, right? They can't keep them both, can they? Well, he, he asked to be traded, and he said, no, they said no. They said, we're not trading you. So right. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing he will be traded at some point, but the question is going to be when and to where. Like, if you're the Colts, do you just wait it out and say, okay, you're going to have to move off a of Baker at some point, so we'll just wait it out, and then we'll get him for cheap right before training camp. Like, we don't have to have a quarterback right now, and we can make our plans knowing that he may or may not be available. I mean, mm. the thing about the Watson deal is that it was clearly being negotiated for months. Like you don't, you don't get traded and have that contract ready to go. Like 
on the same day. Right. <laughs> so like they were negotiating for a long time to get the deal done, get the money, get the language, get everything in there that they wanted. And then they pulled the trigger on it. So the Colts could be doing the exact same thing. The Colts could already know who they're going to get. And they're just doing their due diligence of getting everything lined up. Right. It's just, I don't know. It's the most important spot in sports. So it has the biggest and brightest attention lens on it. But your, your point is accurate. I mean, let's see what the suspension is and then let's see how many games he plays. It's a long-term deal. So Cleveland's locked in long-term. So it's not like it's about this season. It's about seasons to come right? for them. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it comes and I'm not even worried about this season. They're not winning the Super Bowl this season. I don't care right. who, long, whatever. They're not winning yeah. the Super Bowl. There's too many good teams in here. But they've got their guy. So now at least they've Maybe. got that spot. Yeah. Well, if he stays healthy, Watson's right. a top five quarterback. He maybe. gets hurt and then then what? But at least Cleveland has some stability between yes. the coach and the quarterback and hopefully an offensive coordinator. I mean, Baker had no position. It was a miracle he was successful at all. I mean, yeah. they changed offensive coordinators every year. It just did all kinds of stuff. It's a Cleveland thing. It is an organization thing. Yeah. And it hasn't always been successful. Okay. Let's go to basketball. Yep. Was it? Before was we it, start, did you see what the Creighton women did? Yes. That was incredible. So I did a podcast yesterday. Uh, I did a podcast with um, two very nice uh, young women who do a basketball podcast. And so I was on with them and I was talking about the Creighton women, about what they're doing. We're talking about like women's sports and betting. How does How do they grow betting? for women's athletics. Like what's the next step? I talked about you and your daughters like crazy about softball and women's basketball and yep. how does that handle grow and how does the attention grow? And, and I was like, you know, I wouldn't have known that Iowa and Creighton were playing if it wasn't for being on ABC. And like, right. I watched as much as I could of that game until I had to leave to go down to the win to go to the studios down there to do their interview. And their producer was like, Hey, by the way, Creighton just beat Iowa. And I was just like, that's awesome. Jim Flannery is the nicest dude. He's been there. I think he got the job five years before I started at Creighton in 2004. Wow. And he's just one of the nicest people I had ever worked with. And he was so kind to me my entire time being there. I stay in touch with him on Facebook. Couldn't be more happy. Biggest win in his career. Biggest win in Creighton women's basketball history. First time to the Sweet 16. They win on the road at Iowa against Caitlin Clark. Are you kidding me? Did you? Oh. I, I, so, you know, we were hopping around all day yesterday. I had no idea the game was on. But this was a thing. So we used to never do odds, numbers, anything, except for the women's final four. Okay. And then you started to get asked about it more. And it was like, all right, you know what? Maybe we should put these numbers up. And in the first round, <clears throat> there's, you, you know, you, you can't even make a number. You know, you saw some of the games, they lose by 56. Like, so you can't make the numbers. But when we started doing it more, we did it from the Sweet 16 on because the games are more competitive. And actually, people asked about it. And you did very little handle, but you did something. So I see those highlights yesterday after all said and done and we get home. And my first thought is, geez, I wonder how big a dog Creighton was to Iowa. Did you see the number? It was. Uh, I probably didn't. Was it 13? 13. Okay. They were yeah. a 13 point dog. Yeah. That's a huge number. That's oh, a yeah. big money line. And then 
The next highlights that I saw were Baylor lost to South Dakota in, in the, the women's, women's tournament. Game. Oh, yeah. wow. First time in over 16 years, I believe, that Baylor hasn't gotten to the Sweet 16 in the women's final four, in the women's March Madness. So the opportunities are expanding, but I immediately, it was very late when I was watching that highlight, and I was like, geez, I got to definitely tell Matt about that. I knew, <laughs> I knew you would know. Oh, yeah. But they, was, those people have to be over the moon. That It was a tremendous atmosphere. The place yes. was sold out. Yes. She lit them up in the first half and didn't score a field goal in the second. Caitlin Clark? Yes. Yeah, well, the, the girl that hit the game winner for the Creighton Blue Jays transferred from Iowa last year. Yeah. So the girl that knocked out Iowa for Creighton is a former Hawkeye who did it on that court where she played last season. Incredible story. Unbelievable story. Just an un huge win, huge upset. I was texting with the associate athletic director for Creighton last night. And I was like, man, what a year for basketball for you guys. I mean, you fought your asses off against Kansas. You were completely yeah. you know, going down the stretch. If they had Ryan Nemhart, I think they may win that game because they needed someone to take care of the basketball. And Trey Alexander is a phenomenal young talent who could very well play in the association in a couple of years. But he's not a true point guard. He's a shooting guard. And they, they asked him to play point guard to back up Ryan. And I mean, Ryan Nemhart was the freshman of the year in the Big East. And there's two Big East teams that are left here with Providence and Villanova. And oh, by the way, the, the Blue Jays beat Villanova by 20 at home. So they've got a big win. They lost to Providence in the one time they played that second game got canceled. But it, it is one of those situations where for me, I was like, man, what a good statement for that program, basketball men and women to have oh. two great seasons like this and, and what Greg McDermott did and, and what Jim Flannery did. Yeah, huge win. So fun. Just absolutely monster, monster. But let's go to last night. 75-75. Nine seconds left. TCU with the basketball. TCU's guard gets trapped at midcourt. He gets whacked. And I mean whacked. <laughs> Falls down. Arizona gets the ball. I have no idea why the kid wanted to dunk the ball, to shoot the ball and win the damn game. Don't understand. He just let the ball go. Arizona wins before regulation's over. They end up winning anyway. But was it a foul on Man. Arizona? I've seen so many fouls that weren't fouls over the weekend. Like it's a football game on on a basketball court sometimes. Like the physical play that goes not called. That was a foul. <sighs> and there's no question. He got bodied, hammered. Now listen, I don't know if I wanted called in that spot. Okay. Really? I don't know if I want that to decide that basketball game. Okay. You can't. It's a mugging, but it's, it's no, a, wasn't a foul. It's a mugging and the it's kid flopped. He, here's the one answer that I got back on Twitter that I actually went back and watched it. And I thought there might be something to it. So the kid gets hit, he gets bodied and he gets pushed over the half court line. Once he sees the half court line, he then flops like a hundred percent. Like he made it look way worse than it was. Yep. And did the referee say, okay, you just gave me the out because you flopped versus just getting hit and really getting hit. And it's a foul to get knocked off course. And then somebody said, well, maybe because he knew he turned the ball over, he had to make it look like I got hit because that turnover would have been catastrophic. If they don't call it, he wasn't going to turn the basketball over, which he did. So, but before the flop happens, you see the Arizona player 
Aloha. Uh, Matt froze. Matt froze. We'll get him back. All right. Well, I can tell you this. Um, I don't know if I want that call called there. I just, because I don't want a, you know, blocking foul or charging foul to decide a basketball game. Yeah, I hate, no I hate there. how it comes so close to the wire and then, you know, one call literally changes the entire outcome of the game. Right. So I'd rather not have that, you know, but it, I mean, it was a foul. And, and you know, I, I'm guessing he had TCU money line. He might have had a piece of that. Like, the, I, I, anyone I, complaining I, about I, that? I took the I took the bad play. bet of a TCU, yeah, t- TCU money line because it was uh, what plus three hundred pregame. Yeah. So yeah, I'm like, I'm like, fuck, yeah. why not? I know. And they're and and they were live. I mean, that's, that's the thing with some of these games. Like the spreads can be really high, and the dog can win. And when they're coming down to the end late, the last thing I want is a foul call. Either way, even if I win my bet, it doesn't feel right. So when the kid flops and he did go down, like, I mean, he looked like he got run over by a truck. It was a foul. But when you make the ref look bad, this used to happen all the time, like when I was playing hockey. When a penalty is a penalty and it's not called and you make it look worse than it really was, the referee, like, would skate by you and say, get up. Come on. You took a dive. And now there's an actual little dive penalty in hockey. So you could have that in basketball, and then the game would last three hours. Nobody wants that. You don't want, <laughs> you don't, you don't want more whistles and more fouls and more timeouts. But is there any way to, you know, potentially get rid of refs? You know what I mean? Like No. You, <laughs> even no. even even if they are like blowing a game, you can't you can't get rid of them, right? Like, like, like you know, I mean, you know, you know what I mean. Like in baseball, they're yeah. like, okay, like let's get rid of this. Like let's use a computer to judge this one now, right? But yeah, you can't. Uh, you can't so the fun part of now, I just checked the live chat. Did you guys see that Matt Ryan's going to the Colts? Oh wow! Working on a deal to the Colts for Matt Ryan. Yep. Wow. That. Who's the quarterback for the Falcons next year? Falcons are, Falcons are garbage anyway now. Baker oh, Mayfield? Somebody? I don't know. Especially without Calvin Early. Julio's already Yeah. Gone. Who knows? Oh, my goodness. If you're Frank Reich, I, I actually like that a lot for the Colts. More than I think yeah. about that. I is like that, it, a is lot. that a rumor or did, that's already happened? Well, our live chat's pretty accurate. So yeah, he's going to usually know <laughs> our live chat guys normally are pretty much in the know. So I'd be surprised if they're wrong. Uh, maybe they're wrong, but they normally are pretty good. They normally are pretty on point Yeah, with it. So I'm going to say that they're onto it, that they're right on that. So anyways, we were talking about the officials and then yes. you froze and I just kind of ranted a little bit that I don't want the game decided on a foul call. But then, or then you can mug. Then you can mug somebody. You see it all the time. You, but you shouldn't you, be allowed to mug somebody. A foul should be a foul. Foul should be a foul. We say this in, when, I mean, you watch the NHL playoffs. Looks a lot different than the regular season. This tournament, some of these games look like football games on a basketball court. There's fouls. There's banging. There's stuff flying. I mean, guys are hitting the floor every time down down the court, going to the hoop. No foul. Get up. No foul. Nothing. It's different. It's hard. I mean, that's why, you know, you see a lot of unders 
right? You right. see a lot of unders. Right. There's no fouls. Nobody's going to the free throw line. So but man, that Arizona team got unlikable very quickly. Do you see what happened after the game? No. It wasn't not good stuff. Like I won't go through all of it, but not a lot of taunting, you know, this video of a player touching a cheerleader inappropriately. Like it's that Arizona what? team. Really? Yeah. I put it to my Twitter account. Oh, guy wow. walked, guy walked by and decided to, you know, wasn't good. Wasn't what wasn't good. And then a lot of like running to the TCU fans in the area, waving by and like, I mean, there's a way you have to learn how to win, right? Like, I yeah, mean, even when, when not I a good look. Kids, like you have to learn how to lose to be a good winner and you have to mm. learn how to win to be a good loser. Like there's lessons in all this stuff. And these Arizona teams, like a lot of young guys, they've had nothing but success this year. They win the Pac-12. They think they, you know, they're going to win the national championship. They you might don't know how to win. You see, so you talk to the crowd and you do all kinds of stuff. I mean, you don't need to do that. Just go to the log. You won. Go celebrate with your teammates. And can they have a new cheer, by the way? <laughs> you of a, you of a, you like all game. It, it's becoming like Rocky Top. Like that's all you got. <laughs> like, like we know that's all Tennessee has. The college games, like they do the same three cheers over and over. Not and that, over. that, not all, not every team, not yeah. every team. Yeah. Roll Tide. Of, what do they do? Roll Tide. Oh. They don't roll tight in basketball. They actually don't say roll tight during basketball all that much. Right. But at the football games, they say roll tight on the kickoff. That's it. And they don't do it again. No, I'll do it again. What do they do the rest of the plan that they play rammer jammer? That's their, their thing is rammer jammer. All right. Hey, Auburn, we just beat the hell out of you. Rammer jammer, yellow hammer, give them hell, Alabama. That's what they do. That's their chat after they win. They don't do it during the game. Don't do it like. What do they do during the game? Nothing. They go roll tide on on kickoffs, and then they yell. They just yell and scream. Chance at uh, they don't do the same chant over. That was one chant, one note. U of a, U of a, the entire game. That's that's all that it was. That's what happens. (laughs) It was college basketball is phenomenal in that regard. Okay, but it was it was just don't Penn State. Does Penn State have the same chant over and over again? Oh, when you go to Penn State for the football games, you no, no, no. I know in football, you guys have a whole like choreographed thing. Every Big uh, Ten team does. Every Big Ten team has their whole script. Yeah, it's it's a roll call. You got. I mean, literally, when I went there my freshman year, you went to a pep rally to learn the cheers. I love. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do this. And then A and M takes it to a whole new level. Oh, it's unbelievable! Takes A and M takes a game there. Oh my god! eh, I, 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 it's impressive, but it's also it's like. I don't know. It's borderline annoying. <laughs> it's, yeah, I got a, it was, I got a guy named uh, Bama Mafia Picks who, yep. who became on my. Did he go to the A and M game? I was at that game for Bama A and M. He did. He said he'll never yeah. go back. Yeah, I was at that game. <laughs> That's the game I went to. There, it really? was. Yeah, so I was at the same game. I was with that. I was with TJ, my, my friend in Alabama. Oh, they, okay. we were. I was living in Houston at the time, oh. and he flew in to go to the game, and so we, we went to the game, and yeah. it was like the whole time TJ was like. This is ridiculous. They keep That's on, what he like, said, too. Like, this is, it's really choreographed, and it's really like they because all the Bama fans because Bama was winning the game quite easily if right. my memory serves me correctly. So they all were trying to figure out what the hell the next chant was going to be, trying to like anticipate what it was going to be, and they all were just like, "Wait, what the like? Wait, I don't understand." Like, because yell leaders and they do different like they do different things, yeah, and the different symbols they make, the different like things with their hands that means what's coming next. That's the 
the next mm, chant. Okay. So you have to know what all the hand gestures are <laughs> to know what the next cheer is going to be. And then there's like a there's like little audibles in the middle of it. They do like little weird hand signals, and it's it's bizarre. I mean, A and M and Texas A M is just the 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 cadets and the Aggies are just it's a, it's something to watch. It really is wild to watch. It's like how the, and it's real practice. Like you go to yell practice before games, legitimately. Oh, I have a little, no- little bit too in depth, but a little bit yeah. too much. A little bit too much for for a football game, but that's what A and M to the Aggies. They all and they all wear their rings. That's always a big deal. You ever meet an Aggie? They all have their ring. Oh, okay. you graduate from A and M. You have a you get a class ring, and it's an important thing to have that class ring. It goes along with like your wedding ring, your class ring, and your wedding yeah. ring are both very important. Yes, wow. okay. both very important. All right, so you, let's talk about biggest surprises and biggest disappointments here. For you, Dave, your biggest surprise for any story, any game, any win. What's the one thing from the weekend that really surprised you? So I was going to wear the pirate hat mm. um, for the P. Because mm-hmm. I don't have, um, I wanted to talk about these three teams. They all began with P. Obviously, we start with Providence. Um, I don't know. People listen to the show. People should listen to the show. See the clips. <laughs> We've been saying for months, not a, about a month, but we said it last week multiple times. And thank you for watching it on Twitter. Retweet it today if you can. You know, because we did Providence handily won the second game in our sweet 60 30 they were up 30 points very lucky math very very, very lucky very, very lucky lucky team it's amazing okay. all, all those yeah. balls all those balls going in the in the hoop over and over and over and over again complete the other like, team not being able to yeah no you can't do anything it's a complete lock like it just it, it, it never happened again unbelievable number two p purdue purdue is one of the big 10 teams Interesting. In the Sweet 16, and a lot of the other ones are not. Mm. The Big Ten having nine teams in and only two getting there. And the yep. Mountain West having four teams in and not getting any there, not winning one game, another big surprise. But I think the biggest surprise is, is the last P. The Peacocks of St. Peter's beat Kentucky. Like, that wasn't enough. You won the next game too, and you're in the Sweet 16. I, I can't believe it. It was such a good game. It was such a good story. And I'm on. I was watching it in game. I thought Kentucky was going to win. They didn't make those free throws down the stretch and got it to overtime. And then I was like, Oh my, these kids believe this is great. And then, I mean, we get another week to talk about them. I think it's. I think it's a, the beauty of this. NCA, you know, tournament. It's it, it's fantastic. How about you? Your biggest surprise? Yeah, it, it, to me, it's it's not that St. Peter's beat Kentucky because that that in itself is an incredible feat. Winning the second game may have been more impressive to me than the first game, simply because on any given day in this tournament, you can see a crazy thing happen in a wild team beats you know a 15 seed beats a two. We've seen that before. It's the 15 seed going to the Sweet 16 that is the oh my moment for me because Murray State had won 21 consecutive games. Yes. They were one of the hottest teams in the entire country. And so like St. Peter, you you wouldn't have, you know, no one would have disparaged St. Peter's if they had put an egg and just flat out fell on their face against against Murray State in the next round after beating Kentucky. The emotional high of beating Kentucky 
biggest win in the program's history. And then doing it two days later, and they're still alive, and they're still playing in weekend number two. Yeah, that's the biggest surprise of the weekend for me. Besides the Kentucky win, it's the fact that they're still alive right now in this tournament. Yep. Biggest disappointment. Uh, um, I, I mean, you know, I, I don't think you can say it was Baylor. I mean, being a one seed and losing, I don't think that's that's surprising the disappointment, but I don't think it's the biggest. Um, and I don't think, I mean, we told everybody the Big Ten was a fade. I mean, so I can't even say like the Big Ten teams Mm-mm. are a disappointment. But, I mean, Iowa losing and losing the way they did, and I don't know, that was a foul at the end of that game too. I mean, that, mm. I mean he got fouled. That was a yep. three shoot. That one may be at near the top of my list where, you know, really, like I, I thought they were going to make a deeper run. You know, and then how about the whole I mean, the SEC? Of Kentucky, can it be the how about whole? The whole S- how about the whole SEC? Uh, maybe that's to me the biggest disappointment of the tournament. To me, Auburn is out. Kentucky is out. Alabama is out. I mean, Tennessee. Tennessee is out. That was a that was a big surprise. I mean, that was one of the they've got one team books. left. They have Arkansas left. Right. That's it. Yeah. I mean, to me, that is a really bad, bad. I mean, we've talked Big Ten. We've talked Big it's Ten. It's a football conference. It's a football conference. But we, Dave, I watched more SEC basketball this year than I've watched in years. I loved the conference. Yeah. I thought it was an unbelievable season for the conference. I thought there were numerous teams that were going to make it very difficult for the opposing team, whoever they faced in the tournament, Auburn with their depth and their length, Alabama with their shooting, Kentucky with their tempo, Tennessee with their defense. And they're all gone. All gone. (laughs) All gone from this tournament. They have one team left. Can you imagine the money line parlay that was like, (sighs) you just bet against Kentucky there and against Tennessee. And again, I mean, it's, it's hard to believe, but it's not because this thing is so random and you see it happening and you're watching it and like, I don't know. At what point did you go? I, I think Tennessee's going to lose. Like Tennessee's going to lose this game. I was watching that one. Mm. And again, I was down at circuit at the time and, you know, said hello to everybody behind the counter. And they're like, yeah, look at this. This game is one of our biggest games of the day. Wow. You know, we need Michigan. Line stayed six, six and a half, never moved and just kept, Writing tickets, writing tickets, money line parlays was huge, huge. So we said, you mentioned it, going into the weekend, into Thursday, or I guess into Tuesday, technically, but the Mountain West Conference, four teams in the dance, (laughs) Big Ten with nine, 13 teams went into the weekend and two came out, Michigan and Purdue. That's it. And Michigan was the one nobody wanted. Nobody wanted to touch them. Nobody wanted to beat them. I, I didn't think they were a tournament team. I didn't think they belonged. Right. Yep. And here they are. They're yep. left. And they win. <laughs> I was dead wrong. Incredible. Um, and I mean, Purdue looked like they may be in trouble. And mm. then they went on that run where I mean, they Texas just, didn't score for, I think it was 10 minutes, right? Nine minutes and change. Yeah, nine minutes and 10. They didn't score That's a basket. Half of a half. <laughs> they didn't score a game. What the hell is going on? You it's, can't just drive and get fouled and make a free throw. You can't like 
How do you not score for that long? Those are droughts when you're watching the game. But like, that looked like, remember, Chris Beard from Texas Tech. We've seen Texas Tech teams True. do that where they go and they don't <laughs> score. And he's not an offensive genius. That's we, I mean, he is a defensive-minded grinder of a coach. And that's why Texas Purdue had the potential to be like that, to be a straight grinder. And it was, but that plays into the hands of for Purdue. Purdue is a better grinder than most teams in college basketball, Texas included. They're big too. Mm. I mean, Purdue is big. They got a seven, four kid too. So, I mean, they have just a unnaturally large human being. Yeah, he is big, but I mean, like they're just big. And and I don't know. They're good with getting to the basket and Mm -hmm. getting fouled. Well, Ivy's in, I mean, Ivy is such an incredible talent. I mean, he's like Purdue could be in the final four. I mean, they've got final four aspirations. They've got final four talent. It's going to come down to matchups and whether they can hit shots, but I mean, they play, they play really tough defense. Matt Painter is a phenomenal head coach. And Texas played in their hands. They're favored to win the region, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes sense. Minus 125, though. Like, and as a comparison, um, Kansas is minus 180. Gonzaga is minus 185 to win their region. So they're favored, but they're not overly favored. Right. Yeah. Because they can go cold and they can get down. Yeah. So Providence opens at plus eight against Kansas Yeah, comes down to plus seven. Yep. Is the betting community finally believing in Providence? Are we actually going to see Providence money come um, in from the bad so guys? I was at, I was at Westgate last night uh, and talked to Rex, uh, Rex Byers before he left and asked him a similar question. And it's more of a play in his opinion. And this made a lot of sense against Kansas than it is on Providence. Okay. The, the number, the number, they set the number a little higher to get the Providence money now because as we start talking and then as other people start talking and they go back to the luck factor and everything else and all this stuff. We're not done with, we're not going, done with that? Oh, no. We're, we're still oh. going to run with the luck factor? Okay. Oh, yes. All right. Oh. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is the end of Providence. The I think it might be no. I but if they lose to Kansas, it's got nothing to do with luck. Correct. Got beat by a better basketball team. Kansas is a better basketball team than Providence is. It's just going to come down to whether or not the guards for Kansas can stop the penetration for Providence. If they can't, then Providence will be alive. But if they can, Providence is going to have a hard time scoring against Kansas. Yes, like, they are. So, like that's. I think the line's right. I think seven, eight. I mean, I, I, I thought it was going to be six and a half, seven, turn, open to right. eight. As you mentioned, they opened it higher to get the Providence money, which I'm sure it came in. And now, and now they'll try to work their own middle if this thing continues to drop and if the public buys into Providence or whatever it might be. But what's the closing number, do you think? Back closer to eight. Really? I think, oh, yeah. I think it goes back up. Okay. I do. Um, I, again, last night I was hanging out with Aaron Kessler, who's a former bookmaker, hopefully we'll have on the show. He said to me, it was a great line, and I want to give him credit. He said, Kansas not only has had the road paved for them, they've had it graded along the way. He's right. <laughs> He's right. No, I mean, the, their first round game joke, second round game, the Creighton Blue Jays without their without, two best players. I mean, yeah. Cole Brenner being out was such a large loss because there were so many times where the Jays on the glass, like I kept on looking for the back door or the backside dunk because that's where Cole Brenner lives. 
you'd have a front door layup off the back and the seven footer comes in, grabs it and dunks. Right. And like without that, their offense really was lacking that big oomph that you normally would see. And the kid's only out three months, which is awesome. I thought it was an ACL injury. It's a three month injury. So he'll be back. He's, he's going to be a junior next year. Jays are going to have three incredible sophomores next year. They've got Mike Miller's kid uh, who is red shirting. He'll be eligible. Oh. He'll be a, a red shirt freshman, six foot eight kid who just was too thin. Like Mike Miller, remember how thin Mike Miller was an NBA player? Yeah. His kid's only, his kid's six, seven, 185. His kid's a beanpole. He's like way too. So the Jays just said, look, it, you're going to come here. We're going to spend a year making you fat and get you big and strong. And then you'll play next year with us. Right. So they're adding him next year, which is going to be really a huge addition. Four star kid. They're going to come in. They'll get a transfer or two to replace the seniors that just left Alex O'Connell's career. I mean, I remember when the Jays got Alex O'Connell, Duke fans were like, that kid sucks. He can't do anything. And he leaves with just such incredible accolades. Jays fans couldn't be more thankful for what Alex O'Connell did during his two year run under coach McDermott. So like, yeah, Kansas gets a huge break with that. And now they take on a Providence team that look, it's, I mean, we talked about this. If they make the sweet 16, Providence has shut everybody up and they've made the sweet 16. So look, I'm not saying that they're not going to, they're going to lay down, but I don't know if they still have like the us versus the world thing going here into the sweet 16 against KU. So if Obaji plays the way he's capable of, they win. He didn't care about that game against the Creighton Blue Jays. He looked bored and disinterested. And he was just like, we're going to win this game. I don't need to do very much. Maybe he locks in and takes over against Providence, but I do like Kansas to win. I don't know about the eight points though. It's a little heavy. Oh, it, it's definitely heavy, but it's meant to be right. because this early money you got to get like you were you were out and about. There was a lot of people betting dogs. They weren't betting the right dogs. There was a lot of zigging and zagging. There was, I mean, you know, we were in the building at the Cosmo when the Michigan State Duke game was going on. And mm. you, you see how important that number is six, seven, and eight in the college basketball is so hard. And you got to just get on the right side of that number as the book right now, you got to get the number at eight to get that money to bring it down because you know, that other money's coming. So interesting. I mean, that I that mean, Michigan state ending was just, <laughs> you were bad. You were bad, bad. It, okay. For those of you who did, they weren't watching the end of that game. The line is six and a half. <laughs> Michigan state gets the ball with seven seconds to go. They go and they call timeout or there was like a turnover or something. There was four point. There was 3.9 seconds to play. Michigan State gets the ball. Michigan State has plenty of time to dribble into the front court and shoot a three if they want. Now they're down nine. Kid dribbles the ball out like they were up nine, not down nine. Like that was the play that burned me with Kentucky and Arkansas. It's a four point game. I laid one and a half. And no, no, sorry. I laid, I had two, I pushed. Yeah. So they're up five. I laid two in that game. Kentucky shoots a three at the top of the top of the arc game falls two. If you had bet one and a half, you uh, are bet two and a half. You lost bet two. Like I did. I pushed kid dribbles off the ball. Yeah. I, I, well, not even a shot. Not even like a last second. He nothing. crossed mid court. No, he crossed mid court to beat the 10 second line. They stopped. 
He dribbled, dribbled quickly across, and he's just, uh, what are you do, uh, doing? Those are the things that I'm like, mm, that doesn't look right. <laughs> that doesn't look right. Like, I'm just saying, like, that's not in the general, even if you throw the ball at the basket crazily, miss on purpose, it looks better than you just hanging onto the basketball. That looked very weird. So, if he hits the three, fall six. Yeah. Everyone did covers. It, did it help the total? total I think we'd, right I think we'd already two? gone over. Okay. I think. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, a lot of these games fall right around the numbers, side and total. And you see the end where, you know, like Texas Tech won and they didn't foul and they win by six. And there's just – there's six, seven, and eight in college basketball. I mean, in the NBA too, but you know what they're going to do in the NBA. The randomness of college basketball. Some kids will take a shot. Some won't. Some coaches will foul right down to the end. Some won't. It's it's in the NBA. Once you get to the seven, it's usually the dribble out. That's it. That's why the games fall on seven the most. College, not like that. (sighs) So bad. (laughs) Duke is a dog, Dave. Yes, they are. Duke is a dog. Believe it or not. Only one and a half. They won't be. You mentioned it before. Put the number up to go get the money for Providence. Yeah. Is this to go get Texas Tech money? Because you just wait. If Duke's going to be a favorite, you just wait and the favorite will flip. What's the methodology behind this? Well, it it did, didn't it? That's what it was. Let me see. I want to make sure. Because I was at the Westgate last night. I thought it opened one and a half. Duke, it opened Duke minus one and a half. He flipped it. Oh, so tech yeah. money came in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had Duke minus one and a half and it flipped last night. So first bet was taken from a quote unquote Respected. bad guy. Yeah. Respected. He had to flip. He had to flip it. So what do you make of Duke being a dog? Um, Texas Tech is a weird team because it's not fun to watch. It's real. It's really not. I mean, we had the game on right in front of us, and I kept looking away because I was like, "Nothing's happening." It was boring. Playing, yeah, it was just. It's not. It's not fun really to watch. Boring. The wins. Yeah. People don't like to bet that, mm. and unless you bet under, right? Um, how many times are we going to hear? Have we heard over the weekend? This is Coach K's last <sighs> you know season. The the, the, the refs are not. Gonna, they're going to call all the calls for Duke. They're going to get the whistles. They're going to get this. They're going to get that. Duke is going to be a favorite in this basketball game. Um, right now, I mean, I have Texas Tech as my final four in that in that quadrant. I, I have them. I picked them before. Um, I still think they can win it. I was just trying to be a little bit different and thought who can actually win that's not named Gonzaga. Duke beat them in December here. I don't think Duke beats them. Uh, so I want to see Texas Tech play Gonzaga. So a little bit biased, but I like Texas Tech in the game. You? I am I thought Michigan State was going to beat Duke. So, right. yeah, I like Texas Tech. Yeah. I, I think in, there was a moment where I, I, I will say this. Duke showed me something because I said with about five minutes to go, if Duke is losing, that the butts start to get very tight for Duke. And they start to grip because am I going to be the kid that ends Coach K's career? Yeah. And so Michigan State was in that position. They were up five. 
Yep. With like two and a half minutes to go. And then they lost by nine. Like they just, <laughs> they couldn't do anything. Duke just ran through them. Yeah. So that was, I was like, that okay. That moment? Is that that moment that switch for Duke now? That <laughs> well, it's Panchero to me. Weekend? Yeah, it could be. Panchero is he he has the potential. I mean, he could be a top three pick, and if that kid plays the way he played in the second half against Michigan State, they can beat anybody. He's a difference maker. He yes. is an inside outside monster. Problem. One of the thickest human beings I've ever seen in person. Me oh, really? Kylie were yes, we we, we were courtside for warmups and she kept going to me what what does he do in the weight room to look like that like it's Genetic. he's so <laughs> thick and strong and i don't know but um he is a difference maker mm. but he takes bad shots sometimes too he's a young kid right yeah he's right 19 i mean he's a he's got to learn more but he's still it's all over the place so like if Duke is hitting outside shots, Duke can run Texas Tech off the court. Yes. So it's just going to come down to whether we, and I'll probably go back and watch that Duke-Texas Tech game again to see where the shots were being made for Duke. And if it was just like a hot three-point shooting night, then I probably would favor Tech. But if it was like open shots in the lane, like eight-footers and ten-footers, they were getting good looks in there and hitting, could be a long night for Tech. Right. Could be could be the end for tech. Here's a weird one. If I had told you before the tournament started that either Miami or Iowa State were going to be in the Elite Eight, I wouldn't have believed you. You wouldn't have believed me. I 100% would not have believed you, and I would have taken your bet or I would have bet <laughs> against you and said, There's no way they're both going to be there. One, okay. Yep. They're going to play to go to the Elite Eight. These two, no way. I wouldn't have believed you. Um, that was a really impressive win by Miami yesterday. <laughs> like that was, um, they were I in think, control. I think game. Miami, I mean, like, look, I've not done well betting against Iowa state and TJ Otzenberger this year. Okay. TJ, they, they had two wins last year. They were two and 22 and they're going to be in the sweet 16, maybe in the elite eight. It's incredible. I mean, he was, I mean, I'm, I'm close with TJ. I mean, I was close to them here and like, our kids played together and like, I I'm close to their family. I know his wife. Like I, they were run out of here. Like a lot of people don't want to understand that, but there were a lot of things going on internally at UNLV that did not make it conducive to keep him. He was concerned about his future. He thought he might get fired because of what happened in year two. And so Iowa state comes calling. His wife is the second leading scorer all time in Iowa state women's basketball history. He should have gotten the job way before after Fred Hoiberg left that job should have gone to TJ. It didn't. It went to Steve Prom, and it didn't go well. And they finally came around like after South Dakota State and after here at UNLV, they finally were like, okay, fine, we'll hire you. And now the guys got him in the Sweet 16. It's not fun to watch Iowa State basketball, but it wasn't fun to watch UNLV either in year number one under right. TJ. He just knows how to coach this defensive style after being an offensive-minded guy. As This is only personal, but you guys, let me tell a quick story. When Greg McDermott was at Northern Iowa, this did he freeze again? Is he frozen or am I frozen? I don't know. He froze? Matt froze. Just when he was going to tell this story. He was just about to tell a story. <laughs> Goodness gracious. 
What do you think of this hat, by the way? This is my buddy Rob. I think it's beautiful, man. Beatingthebookie.com. You should follow (laughs) It's nice. It's slick. Yeah. He's crazy. He's one of the guys that was in the picture with us. Got to spend some time with him in the book. Um, He was saying a little bit kind of what Matt was saying. I mean, the Big 12 was one of the conferences that was, I think, hard for betters to get a hold of because it's ugly basketball. Just like, uh, just like Matt was saying. So, I don't know. We'll talk about this game all week. But man, he's he's ready to come on here and tell me that Iowa State's going to win this basketball game. Like convincingly, tell me that. I, I'd book it. I don't know what the hell Miami had caught lightning in a bottle magic for two games. Yeah, but they can certainly recreate that. There was a lot of ticked off people. In the uh, in the sports book, because they had Auburn and they were mad, mad. Oh my goodness, what's he doing now? Get back! What's he saying? Uh, we're trying to get him back on. There's a problem with the connection. Okay. All right. Well, I'll keep talking because he's not here. But yeah, man, it was it was <laughs> the Big Twelve has what three teams in the Sweet Sixteen? I mean, it's Kansas, it's Iowa State, and it's Texas Tech, and nobody would have guessed that all three of those, like that three-team combo, would have been in. So just another example. I mean, I say it all the time. Nobody knows shit. Nobody really does know shit. <laughs> this, is, this is hard. This is, this is the hardest time. The numbers are so tight, and that's we, it. We, we got Story just. Done. No one wanted to hear my story. story. Boom. No one one wanted to hear my story. I want to tell the story and didn't want to hear my story. (laughs) I'll tell it fast. (laughs) Greg McDermott at Northern Iowa coached this way that TJ is playing first at UNLV and now at Iowa State. Greg McDermott goes to Creighton and reinvents his entire offense and becomes one of the best offensive minded coaches in the entire game. TJ Otzenberger at South Dakota State ran one of the most explosive, high-flying, three-point shooting offenses with Mike Dom at South Dakota State, comes to UNLV, goes to Iowa State, totally changes over, and now runs one of the best defensive teams in the entire country. It is great basketball coaches, great basketball minds understand how to coach to their talent and how the game's being played versus being stuck in the mud and this is my way or the highway. And it's just been really cool to watch both Coach McDermott and T.J. Otzenberger coach very differently in two different places, three different places for TJ and be very, very successful in what they're doing. It's I, I love that. I yeah. love when coaches are able to change and coach to their talent, coach to their players and put them in a position to succeed. You can't fit a square peg in a round hole. And if you have offensive guys, let's coach offense. If you have defensive guys or you don't have offensive guys, coach defense. I mean, I do it all the time. I get kids that come and go and like, you know, you have to change around. Like when we have pitching, we're playing a pitching and defense style of game. I got some, I mean, right now I can't wait to get back on the field with my girls after high school season. Cause I got girls that can rake. I can't wait. I ain't never really had this offensive team. Like we are going to hit and I can tell them to relax. Like, you know, you don't have to stress and try to win every game two, one or three, two. Listen, I'm going to tell them our over-under every game is seven and a half. We've got to score seven and a half runs. We'll be fine if we do that. So that's awesome. 
Do you think Iowa State's going to win a basketball game? As they're live. I'm not holding you to it. No, they're live. I would lean Miami at the moment, but they're yeah, live. I, the one thing about what Jim Laranega has done with this Miami team is why they beat Auburn. Their defense was suffocating against Auburn. <laughs> it was so good. They were so good against Auburn. Their defense was just outstanding. So that's the one thing that I think they'll be able to match up defensively. This is an under game, by the way. This is, is it? I think so. Yeah, I think it's an under game. So I think Miami plays defense. I don't know how many points Iowa State scores. This is like a 54 51 game oh, to, me, to me. Another one of those? Yeah. This is a 133, 132 and a half. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is a really, this is a rock fight on a rock fight. Like this is uh, Miami hit a bunch of shots against Auburn because Auburn had to open up to come back. So they weren't, I mean, there were so many runouts on that Miami game where there's so many easy baskets for Miami in fast breaks that Iowa state won't allow that. Like you won't do that with Iowa state. So yeah, I think it's a, a, right now. My bet would be under on this game. Just okay. don't even watch it. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like go like tell me what the final score was afterwards. Cause it's really not going to be fun because it's going to be really boring. But I mean, look, you got to give credit to the big 12 here though. I mean, TCU played their asses off last night. Iowa state's here in the sweet 16, mm. Kansas in the sweet 16, a buddy of mine, I'll give him credit, Kyle, who I've known for years. I met him when I was living in Des Moines. And he said on Twitter that Iowa State's path to the final four was easier than their path to get to the Big 12 championship game. And I was like, uh, it's pretty accurate. Like, you look at the teams uh, they would have had to have faced to get to the Big 12 title game. What's more difficult than what Iowa State just went through to get here to the sweet 16 and now to the elite eight. I mean, Miami is a, what a, a 10 seed. They yeah. gotta be a 10 seed to get to the elite eight. Yeah. It's incredible, but it's true. The big, the big 12 really was tough, a tough conference this year. And look, look, they, they does this. So uh, we used to get in arguments like this all the time in the risk. Group. Does what happens now in this tournament mm-hmm. determine the argument for who the best conference is? You know, it's, 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 uh, let me say two, I'll I'll say it at both sides of my mouth. It's wrong, but it's right. There's no retort for it. Like the only thing you can do is to debate this. Yeah. There's no retort. And then somebody just get up from the table and say, now what? Like, there's no retort for it because basketball, generally speaking, is not like in the NBA. We aren't doing one game unless it's a play-in game. We aren't doing a one-game tournament. And now they want to make the play-in game a three-game tournament because basketball generally, a one-and-done doesn't happen all that much in the NBA for basketball. Basketball is a tournament-based sport. So you do have one win to advance type of situation. But if you are hot on one day, like is St. Peter's better than Kentucky? If they play 100 times, how many times does St. Peter's beat Kentucky? Once or twice. (laughs) Right? Once or twice. So... That's the problem. Like all of a sudden, are you saying St. Peter's is better than Kentucky because they won one game? So, but I will say this though, the against the spread number for the big 12 over the first four days of this tournament, tough to beat. Pretty good. So that would be my margin for my argument would be, okay, let's not take where we are from a wins and losses perspective. Let's go ATS and the big 12 at one point were six and oh ATS. So that would be my differentiate. How I would separate the argument would be like, okay, don't talk about straight up wins. Are they covering? And the Big 12 was covering a lot this weekend. Our boy, Matt Jacob on props.com 
had, yep. uh, he tweeted before yesterday, it was 22 and 22 favorites and dogs, ATS. They went four and four yesterday in the tournament. The Big 12 did? No. Overall, favorites to dogs. Oh, okay. Yeah. 26 favorites, 26 dogs, 52 games. You think the numbers are good? Yeah, but what's the Big 12 in that? I didn't look, but I know okay. they're against, against the spread. The Big 12 is, has a winning ATS. Easy, because they were 6-0 right. to start. They exactly. Came out the gate red hot. I mean. So when overall it's 26 and 26, yeah. and that conference has, that, has a winning record, let yes. alone a strong winning record, I think that increases the argument. 100%. Okay. That, that's almost, a, it's almost an end. Like you can't come back. You can't retort that. Like right. the power numbers, the projections, the algorithms, the sharps, right. whatever you want to call it. They're the ones saying this is what this number should be. And if they're surpassing that number consistently top to bottom, I mean, TCU covered last night. I was on TCU. Only game I got right yesterday was TCU plus nine and a half. TCU could have and should have probably won that game. Yeah. Like that was that was a hell of a basketball game, a great effort. I was so impressed. I've been been impressed by TCU's run here in March. Yeah. They've been they were good in February too, though. They started coming on. Um, and you could see it. it was one of those teams that was like under the radar. Yeah. Jamie Dixon gets results, man. I mean, he just doesn't close the deal. I mean, like at some point it would be great to actually get to a final four or something like that. But like those kids play. How far did Pitt go with him? What was the farthest he took Pitt? Uh, was there a sweet 16? I don't know. Had there was a lot been. of disappointment. There had to have been. I mean, he won I an think ACC. There was, but did he win an ACC tournament title? He had a couple of really good teams at Pitt in the ACC. They disappointed at the end though. Did they? Always, All right. Yeah. Always. Your pet people, your 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 standards, your 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 you're angry. No, no, no. I mean, I just know that like I mean, people in Pittsburgh want that team to be so good when mm-hmm. they were I mean, when they were competitive. Like, I mean, there's so much going on now with the program and capable, and like I, I read it and I'm just like, Oh, I'm glad I'm not there because when you hear it, you're like, Well, fix it. Nobody wants to really fix it. It's drama and money. Yeah, got, to, got a lot of problems with drama and money. <laughs> All right, let, let's talk speaking of, well, speaking of problems. So this story comes from a friend of yours. Yes. I would not have ever have talked about Carolina in New York from a <laughs> hockey perspective last night. <laughs> but what the hell happened in this game when you had one team that was favored to win the game 91% of the time and lost? <laughs> it's incredible, right? You talk about how the most important position in sports is the quarterback in the NFL. Well, the most Important position, I would argue, I'm not saying it is, but the goalie in hockey can determine everything and can actually win a game and make a team that's a plus 180 dog win a hockey game. So uh, my buddy Matt, who was in town with, you know, Neil and Pittsburgh Alex and Joe, all the guys from Fade U Sports, right? So we got to meet them. They Mm. came to Cosmo yesterday. You got to meet Nelly. And I call them Nelly Buckets and Pittsburgh Alex. Those are my boys. So Matt sees me yesterday and says, Dave, how about this parlay? I went up to the counter and said, I want a Canes and Canes parlay. And I was like, how cool is that? You used to hear this stuff all the time in the book. People would pair. You can now, like if it was baseball, which I guess there were spring training games, give me the Celtics and the Red Sox parlay. Yeah, keep that in mind. I got I got one I, I got one coming at you later today. Oh, great. Coming on the show. I knew you would. Yeah. All right. So he goes up with this. <laughs> give me the Canes and Canes parlay. Takes the Miami Hurricanes on the money line, huge dog against Auburn, and pairs it with the one that can't lose, Carolina Hurricanes, at home. 
minus 200 against the backup goalie for the Rangers. Now, the number one goalie, Shostorkin, is Igor is going to win the Vesna. So you got like, all right, well, we'll win this one early. This is the afternoon. And then we'll hedge out of it if we have to late because plus 260 with, you know, um, minus 200, you're still getting a good payout. <laughs> I see him. He goes, he's watching the end of the Miami game. And he goes, would you believe this? He goes, we had a Canes and Canes parlay. And if you would have asked me before which one, obviously I would have had to sweat. Just look at the Hurricanes. Miami's killing Auburn. I had this game. It was 0-0 for a long time. And then it was one nothing. The backup goalie stood on his head and made 44 or 46 saves. It was one nothing. Then they got an empty netter. The Rangers went on the road 2 nothing. And he's left holding the ticket with a good story. He says, Dave, can you tell the story? Can you look at this graphic? He sent me the picture of the expected goals. It's impossible, but that's gambling. It's a huge difference. 91% of the time, the Carolina Hurricanes win that game. 91% of the time. And they lost. It's brutal. That's a, it's, it's just, you see that's a tough these loss. things, right? That's a tough yeah, one. That's a tough loss. Oh. That, 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 that's one of those you just shake your head at and go, Man, what the hell? That's <laughs> why it's gambling. It's, it's why it's not easy. That's it. You, you not know, easy. You win, you win the hard one. You lose the good one. You probably make a good bet. I mean, on both. Yeah. And you split it in the parlay one-on-one, which doesn't get you any money, but it gets you a good story. So you mentioned the trade deadline earlier. Yep. This is how sports work, right? So Marc-Andre Fleury gets traded to the <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks for essentially like a bag of pucks, right? Like, right. For, for nothing. Ridiculous how they did him here. Blackhawks trade him to the Minnesota Wild for a second round pick today. Yep. Guess who the Wild play tonight? The <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> he ain't going to be there, is he? He's not going to. Uh, he might be there. He's not going to play tonight, but it is. You think remarkable. he wants to play tonight? I would say yes. Oh, I know he does. You know he wants to play tonight. <laughs> if he could play tonight, I bet he would. Oh, He'd figure out a way to get in there to play for Minnesota tonight. But my gosh, what do you make of the Wild tonight against the against the Golden Knights? They're they're pretty big favorites here against a Vegas team that has won two games in a row. Um. I mean, I got to look at the goalies. And again, I was talking about it with some guys over the weekend about the whole goalie situation for the Knights. And, you know, they like Leonard a lot more than I do. I don't um, like Leonard much at all. I don't either. I mean, I, I was going back and forth with, with a couple of them. And I'm like, guys, I just don't see what you're seeing. I just don't see it. I but, can't get I can't get the puck screw up against against the Canadians <laughs> out of my head. It's terrible. I just can't I can't get it out of my head. Because yeah. I, just, I just it's a moment that led me to go. Can I trust you in big moments? And I yeah. can't. So now it just taints everything. Now there's just like a big black stain across everything that he, he whenever he's in there, I'm like, oh, yeah. all right. I know. Here, here um, we go. I mean, I, I like Minnesota. I don't know if I would bet him in this game because six of Six and a half. The total six and a half. They score a lot at home. I bet. I, the Wild does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking over. Um, wow. All right. So it's Caesars. The Browns are favored right now to win the division. They flipped it. Yeah. Okay. I just, I just got a quick glance of it over my shoulder. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Do you like, does this impact your 
thought on playing this game if you were to make a bet on this game tonight? Keeps me off of it. It does. Mm-hmm. I don't want part of it. I, I, it. It keeps me. I was going to bet under six and a half in this game, and I want no part of this game now. I'm not, I'm not betting this game. You want to talk about winning the crowd? You do everything in your power to get there as Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah. And you go and you beat the Knights. You know, I mean, how this is how you win the team. You win the crowd. I'm here. But what if yeah, you lose? lose. Let's go. Lose? But what if you lose? You play poorly because you rush to get there and it's tough. And yeah, it's a new name. team. And you didn't have morning skate with the guys. You got a free pass there. I think you're playing with house money. If he could get there and play, I think he would. But you're right. He won't. But it's, I mean, a it's, a, move. it's a great it's a good move, move for the, for the great wild. move for the wild to oh. get a guy like that, to get a, a locker room presence like that, to get a leader like that. Oh, it's a huge. He don't even have to play every game nope. right now, you Agreed. know, Just, but he can be there and he solidifies like, all right, if this don't work out, we got another guy who's won yeah. multiple Stanley Cups and the fans love like it's a really good deal for the, for the wild. Yep. And for a second round pick, it makes the Knights look really bad. Look, makes them look bad, bad, bad. Hurts front office, hurts the way the team's reeling. There's a lot of unhappy people in Vegas. Uh, a lot of my sitting with a ticket holder over the weekend at Circa talking to him. I was like, how do you feel about your tickets? He's like, bullshit. Completely, <laughs> complete bullshit. Like furious. <laughs> Absolutely furious, like well, mad, mad the playoffs. I mean, they mad, they, mad. They, There's they, some yeah. real mad people in this town right now about yeah. what's going on. Like, night you got to be careful. It's one thing when it's it, I would rather have an angry fan base than an apathetic fan base, true. But apathy follows the anger, yes, it does. So, if you don't fix what the problems are and people stop being mad, then you get apathy. And then you get a half full arena every night. Yep. And then you're there. And then you're the Coyotes. Rob went to the game he against the Panthers. He said it was top atmosphere for an NHL arena. It is. He's been the to. best of the game. It's the it best. People, so people fight me with this all the time. I'm like, I, I told you, I had this whole brawl last with Morenci and, and the and the Canadian dudes. Yep. During the playoffs, told me like. Yeah, it's fine. It's it's not really good. It's the best atmosphere in the NHL. You ever been to the Bell Center? I don't need to. I'm sure it's great. Okay, I'm sure it's phenomenal. But I'm just going to tell you, I think it's the best atmosphere in the in the game, period, is what Vegas does for... It's also the most deafening, ridiculously loud. It is so loud. It's so loud. I mean, it's just, it's stupid loud, but it's so fun. I mean, once you adjust yeah. to it, once your ears get adjusted to it, right. it's so much fun. It's yeah. just an it's absolute ball. It's It's really fun. Is Julio Jones going to the Falcons with Matt Ryan? Does he just, want to? Just saw a tweet on that. That'd be interesting. To though. the Colts, you mean? What'd I say? To the Falcons. Sorry, I mean, to the Colts. Excuse me. Yes. Matt yeah. Ryan, Julio Jones. Julio Jones was has been cut. Titans cut him. Free agent. Oh, really? Is he, he's a free agent now? Yeah. Jones got cut. Oh, I didn't, I didn't get it. So. I don't, did the Colts what? want him? Yes. Yes, if you're the Colts, you want Julio Jones. Yes, especially Matt Ryan. Yeah, but I mean, on what deal? Take him on a one-year flyer. Why not? Maybe if he wants to do I mean, How old's T.Y. Hilton? My gosh. Like, yeah, they got to figure something old. out there. All right, so let's talk about my Boston Celtics for a second. Boston's minus... Basketball. They're minus 15 tonight on the road <laughs> against OKC. <laughs> minus 15. They've beaten, on this road trip, Golden State, Sacramento, 
And now Denver by at least 20 points. Teams out. They're not just winning teams. They're giving you FU finals. Yes, they are. Like, this is not like we go there. Okay, tough rest, West Coast road trip. No, they're going out with the middle finger raised oh, to the locker room to definitely. these teams. I mean, I, I have to say this. I'm not, I've bet against, I bet against them against Golden State and Steph got hurt. Bet against them last night, plus three with Jokic. And they're not just winning, they're curb stomping these teams. Yes. What do you make of this team? Are, are they legitimately in the conversation for being the best team in the NBA right now? I told you that yesterday when we were sitting down. I said this team is ridiculous right now. And if I was in a risk room and I didn't have my hat on, I'd be scratching the top of my head going, <laughs> what do we make this number? 15. What do we do with this team? They're on the road. They're on one of these West Coast trips. And and they're, they're beating teams up. They go to OKC on a back-to-back. Just make it 15. See if we can get a bet on OKC or at least stop the waterfall bets that are coming in on the Celtics. Because, I mean, you started to see it a couple of weeks ago. The numbers are very slow to adjust, right? Well, now it's to the point where you're just like, oh, the hell with this. Just make it 15. Just what's the worst that can happen? They're going to bet the Thunder? Good. And right now, it's okay because the Celtics are just beating the shit out of people. So you're like, I, 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 you throw your hands up. You're just like, it's, I was looking at the standings. The Celtics legit can get as hot. Yes, they're there. They're right there to be the three seed. If you Why had told, not? they were in the freaking play-in game a month and a half ago. Can't believe it. It's the best. Thing. Well, I think they I were going to run Udoka. Udoka was going to get run out of yes. the town. He was. Yes. They were packing his bags. I was packing his bags. I was mad at Brad Stevens. It's like, Brad, what the hell are you doing? You bring this guy in. You go in the front office. I mean, the white trade changed everything. Unbelievable. And what's crazy. Last night on NBC Sports Boston a former Boston Celtics player who no one really knows much about, but he works for them says, said that the removal of Dennis Schroeder changed the entire season. And everyone's wow. like, wait, come off of it. But as of right now, you really can't argue that all they did was they removed one player and they added one player. It's the same roster and they've gone 21 and four since. Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, they were talking about, can they both exist? Right. Can can uh, I mean, Brown and Tatum? Yeah. Well, oh, they've, they've been saying that for a long time. I know. Schroeder was like, a cancer in the locker room, I guess. I guess he was like a, he was a guy who was, because remember, Schroeder was supposed to sign the big deal with the Lakers, right? Remember, remember how he messed up? Yeah. He turned it down. He thought he'd get more money and then no one gave him more money. And then Boston gave him like $6 million to play on a one-year deal. And like he made the joke of like, oh, I screwed that one up, blah, blah, blah type of thing. Right. And he goes to Boston and I guess he was a complete and utter malcontent there and became a real big problem. And when Boston got rid of him, that's when everything changed. Got to have everybody, you know, row in the same direction. When you got one guy that's not, it's very hard to be successful. I mean, in basketball too. Yeah. 
you know, it's, so, it's a 13 guy sport, but it's still, I don't know if I buy it to be honest, but coach of the year is Adoka going to win coach of the year. <laughs> if they continue this for, I mean, the rest they of the have season. 10, they have 10 games left. Dave. right. They could win. I mean, they have 44 wins. They can win. Fi- they can win 54 games. 50. They, they win them all. They win 54 games. It's, it's, it's incredible. They I mean, were in the playing tournaments. <laughs> we started this show in December. Yep. And I remember we were giving you shit about the Celtics. Like, and you were you were the first one to say, yeah, something's wrong. Something like we were talking about it. Like first year head coach came over make- the Nets. Guys right. don't want to play for them. Defense was a mess. They were switching everything. Yes. It never oh. looked right. And <laughs> and they weren't gonna, they were gonna have to play in the play-in. Remember, we were yeah. talking about if they were gonna make the playoffs, they were if. gonna have to win two games yep. in the play-in tournament. Now they're gonna host a series, host a series, <laughs> and have a legitimate shot at making a run in the East. Like I don't know, 14, 15, It's 14, 14 and a half right now, and I get it. I mean, this would one hundred percent. This would be the one, you know, because you start to even like when you print reports and you're like, Celtics covered again. Celtics covered again. Are you going to move the number higher? Are you going to make the number higher? Why do we keep losing on a Celtics game? They keep winning. What do you want me to tell you? Put it at a number where they don't cover. Tonight at OKC, 15. Good luck. Back-to-back, favored by three yesterday, (laughs) win by 26 or whatever it was, and now laying 15 points on the road to OKC on a back-to-back. Well, they play D. (laughs) Like, they play D. You're yeah. getting that nasty up in your face, D. One chance only. If you miss your shot, we're rebounding it. Like they're really playing together. And honestly, well, Robert Williams has now really taken care of the glass around the rim. They never had that. Now they've got it for former first round pick out of Texas AM. And everybody was waiting and waiting and waiting. And then the kid finally blossomed. And that's one of Danny Ainge's lasting impacts on this roster that they stuck with him and everybody was like, they, they resigned him. Everyone was like, what the hell are you doing? And time Lord has become an invaluable piece of that defensive rotation for them. They always had market smart. who was always the junkyard dog who get after the best player, the best scorer. Brown is extraordinarily athletic. And then Jason Tatum has become at 24 years of age, a guy that most likely will win an MVP in his career. And he's just become one of the best He's averaging, I think, 45 points on this trip <laughs> right now. Like Everybody knows their role. Everybody's like, playing wait, it to a T. And it's like, wow, what are they doing? I'm done. I'm done betting against them. That was it. Last night was it. <laughs> I will not bet against. I may not bet on them every game, but I will not right. bet against Boston the rest yes. of the season. That's it. I'm done. Playoffs, maybe, but not right. in the next 10 games. I will not bet against Boston in the regular season for the rest of the season. Just, just, I, absolutely no way. There's only I'm, 10 games left. For them, yeah. I think most teams have 11. I think right. Boston's got 10. I mean, he's but, 10 more games to bet against the Lakers, most likely. <laughs> we'll keep that. Keep both those bets in mind as we go to better to book it. Uh, Brooklyn home dogs again tonight. Utah coming to town. Ooh. They didn't, Utah hasn't looked great recently. I don't know. I'm all right with the way Utah's looked at home. I don't yes. know about Utah on the road. Um, but Brooklyn at home has looked terrible. Well, it's the whole Kyrie thing. <laughs> it's yeah. tough to play without one of your best without, players. Without him, yeah. I mean, number looks suspiciously low to me. 
there's two things that are pissing me off in sports or non-sports related that I really have a tough time with. And, and I'm really the, the Kyrie not playing at home. One is, is pretty, it's now really dumb. It's so it, dumb. It, and then the cheerleaders wearing masks. They're the only yeah. ones having to wear masks. Yeah. Why? I have absolutely no idea why it's just, it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like I was just watching this going like, this looks like something out of like the handmaid's tale or something. Why are we making these young girls wear masks and no one else is wearing masks. Fans aren't wearing masks. Coaches aren't wearing masks. Players on the bench aren't wearing masks. Why are the cheerleaders wearing masks? But okay. But Kyrie Water. not playing. Kyrie should play. Tonight. Are, you, are you good? You I'm good. Me? But Kyrie, Kyrie should play tonight. He should be allowed to play. The unvaccinated visiting team players can play, but Kyrie can't. I can't explain that. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. It's it's not logical. The the, the arguments arguments do not make sense. No, not at all. You you, what do you like? You like Utah? No, I like Brooklyn tonight. Do you really? Yeah. Take the points. Is it in better Brooklyn? Okay. I didn't bet it. All right, we'll give up again. I don't like U- I Utah. Utah worries me. I'm not in love with what I've last couple of games. <laughs> Gobert's played really well, but yeah, I'm kind of like eh, on them. Game of the night, Heat on the road, laying two and a half to Philadelphia. Four now. Holy cr- damn! Line was wrong last night. I, I it was two and a half this morning, Dave. It was, it was at eight thirty at eight thirty Pacific time. That was two and a half. Now it's four. Yeah, initially it was pick. Six. Wow. Come on. What are they doing? What are they doing? Back to back home games. They lost to Toronto yesterday. Miami goes there. Butler's playing the Heat are winning. Simple. Really? Yeah. You're not all bored and you're playing this long team anymore. You fell off the bandwagon? No, I watched I watched a little bit of the game last night. Uh as much as I could. You worried? I'll, I'll watch a little bit more. Yes. Wow. Yes, I am. I don't like they don't have su- Harden's getting bossed around a little bit. He's he's settling for bad shots. He ain't so brave driving in there and getting fouled because they aren't calling it. Huh. So you got to see. I mean, like we saw it all weekend. Like with kids that want to be that guy, they want to be the man. They go get fouled. They go get. They take it to the hole with authority. Whether they make the shots or not, it doesn't matter. I feel like the Sixers are getting a little bit intimidated by teams. There's other teams that got some dogs that get after you. And I'm, I'm getting angry with it because I want to see the Sixers be successful. I think it's a fun team to watch, and I think mm. they have the ability to go deep in the playoffs. But I mean, they were home against Toronto yesterday. Toronto, I mean, not manhandled them, but they physically, other than Embiid, they they went after them. Miami mm. is dogs, man. Miami is the most physical, nastiest defensive team I think in the East, and. I saw it last night. I was like, pick. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's definitely going to move in the heat favor. And I just clicked refresh. Now it's minus four. Painted. What is the closing number? How would you? And then what? I ain't getting past four. Okay. I don't think. I mean, this this is the the ceiling. Okay. Although DraftKings is peaking four and a half already. (laughs) Just click refresh. DraftKings is four and a half right now. How many points do you need to take Philly? I mean, it should be one of those ones where, like, in game, as soon as the Heat got up, I'd yeah. look to take Philly plus seven and a half, you know, or plus six and a half, yeah. where I could get three. Th- that three possession thing is huge for me. So you like the seven. So it gets yes. to seven, you're on to plus, plus seven in game is where you take Philadelphia. Yes. Yes. Well, what happens but if, I mean, Philly, I starts, see what if Philly starts fast? What if Philly starts fast and the number gets down to pick again? 
pregame, I'm thinking I would this would be one of those ones where I would be taking seven and a half, taking six and a half, and laying pick or one with Miami. Okay. <laughs> and the game's gonna fall right somewhere in the middle. We're gonna dribble out at the end and, and get everybody. I I mean, as of right now, especially at home, the Sixers have been less than stellar. I, I they've been better on the road for me um than they have been at home. All right. Time for the bet prep prop of the day. But before I give you the bet prep prop of the day, we have a little bit of a cool announcement. Oh, so. And I think I'm okay with doing this. She had to sign the paperwork. I, I, I'm, but we're going to start this today. So I think, she, oh no, she told me, no, sorry. She signed this morning. Okay, good. She signed. Uh, we're going to welcome in at some point this week when there's a big Denver story, we're going to welcome in our newest content creator, Jenna Garcia who is in Denver. Jenner is going to be our TikTok and Instagram prop of the day content creator. Oh boy. So right now you can go, if you're on TikTok or if you're on Instagram at bet props is our handle for TikTok and Instagram at bet props. So we will start today producing the prop of the day. It's the same prop of the day that we have on the, on Bostonian versus the book. It's the same information, the same pick, the same everything. Cool. But if you miss it and you'd rather have her tell you about it than me, which I don't blame you, you can go, <laughs> you can go and watch her do the props.com prop of the day, which will be up every day, primarily around 3 PM Eastern time. So we have a good four hours before the game tips off. So we're getting, trying to get it out by, by 12 noon Pacific uh, and then if it's a West Coast game, obviously you have even more time than that. But that's kind of like the deadlines to get it up by noon for us for the prop of the day. So at Bet Props on Instagram or on TikTok, you can guys can go there. You'll see clips from the Bostonian versus the book. You're going to see clips from Patrick Everson and his action reports that he does inside sports books around Las Vegas and other crazy content as we get rolling here. Short form, quick pick type things. So at some point, We'll create something for you, Dave. I've already kind of tried to brainstorm how to do that exactly, mm-hmm. but we're going to do something with you. Story okay. time from the book, I think, needs to be a series. Okay. Where you're telling stories and just talking into the camera and telling crazy stories mm-hmm. for a while. So maybe we'll start doing stuff like that. So that will be our newest social media platforms okay. with TikTok and Instagram. And Jenna Garcia will be primarily our content creator and also our person on the ground in Who Denver. Who ever thought a year ago we would have someone creating TikToks and Instagram videos <laughs> for us and stuff we're talking about. <laughs> you never know where life's going to take you. Just keep going along on that ride, baby. I, I mean, even being introduced to Jenna was so, sort of like a fluky thing. Like it was just <laughs> sort of like I was you know, we were looking around doing stuff in Denver and somebody, you know, I was looking for somebody. I knew I needed somebody in the TikTok space. And someone just said, have you ever looked at Jenna Garcia? And I went on and she's got like 12,000 followers on, uh, on Instagram. And if you remember the video of the kid crying who uh, in Denver wanted to meet Steph Curry. Yeah. That was her TikTok video that went viral. Oh, nice. That was her, that was her video that wanted oh, to that was go, going, going viral. Awesome. So, yeah. So like, I just was like, oh, I went in there and like she goes to all the Denver Nuggets games and she bets every day. And it was really important to get for me to get somebody who was going to be able to 
you know, I wanted someone who actually gambles. Like she doesn't be good at it. I just want someone who actually understands the terminology and understands what we yes. do. And I was like, I don't care what your record is. She's like, no, I'm pretty good. I'm like, awesome. Like if you win, that's phenomenal. If you don't, I don't care. I just right. want someone who actually can properly explain these pit, these bets and these yes. picks. And we did a couple of trial runs and I was like, this is going to be phenomenal. So I'm, I'm super excited for us to launch this today. It's been a, a almost a month and a half in the working in the making of getting this done. So Eric Garcia, uh, Eric Garcia, absolutely no relation to Jenna Garcia, but Eric is our new video editor who was my former student. What are so, the chances of that? They're both well, named Garcia. Exactly. They're both named Garcia. They're both about the same age. And That's you know, fantastic. it's fantastic. And I don't know this TikTok world. They both do. And they yeah. both are on TikTok. They're on there every day. And so I'm 44 years old. I go on there for recipes for, for cooking. Like that's why I'm on TikTok. I, I get so many cooking recipes on TikTok. It's crazy. So that's why that's why I'm on there. They're on there for totally different reasons than why I'm on there. I'm on there because I like to cook and I figure out different things to make for dinner off TikTok. So if you don't know recipe TikTok, by the way, it's awesome. Cooking TikTok is phenomenal. It's that's what so everybody much. says. It's so awesome. It's like it's such a it's perfect. It's one minute in length. Give you all the different things. Have you ever seen Men with Pots? By the way, no. Oh my, like. It's an ASMR, right? Was that called when they just don't talk? It's just all noise. I don't know the term. Hey, whatever it is. But the guys, all they do is cook. I'm worried about the, the, the point spread on the game. I know, but they, 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 they cook Speaking over an open. Things. You'd love this though. They cook over an open fire. <laughs> oh, okay. And, I like that. And they cook with all, they show you how they're doing it and all this stuff. They build their own like, um, like cooking and cooking area with like sticks and they knock into the ground and they have like this super sharp knife that they now sell themselves. But they have like this like hatchet knife. It looks like something out of like a Viking knife. It's huge. <laughs> and they cook all this incredible stuff, like real, like real gourmet type food in the middle of nowhere, in the middle really? of like, the, oh, it's so cool. And it's, they don't talk. It's just all the noise of the chopping and the and the, you know juice being squeezed out of a lemon oh, and like sounds it's awesome. It's like the most relaxing thing in the world. It's a three minute video and it like the food when it comes out, you're like, I want to eat that. That looks absolutely like incredible. What these dudes just men with pots, very 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 cool stuff. Anyways, prop of the day, long way of getting that. Yep, Demar Derozan. Yep, bet prep is going over. Demar Derozan four and a half assists. FanDuel still has this at minus 110. The stats are minus 138 now. Oh, so over. we got some jump. Still over four and a half? Yes. Okay. Five or more in 12 of the last 15 at home. Five or more in 18 of the last 23 after his team had failed to cover. Five or more in 10 of the last 13 against a top 10 defense. Mm. Toronto on paper is a top 10 defense in the league. Get to Rosen has played well and cashed on the over against Toronto. Former team, three games against Toronto this year. He went over the number in all three games, six, seven, and seven. Last three times against his former club. How do you feel about DeRozan over four and a half assists? I like it. I love it. He, I was there. You love it. You just jinx it again. Fine, you don't man, but here's why I love it. it. Here's why, come on. Here, here, here's why I love it. So I was here covering Team USA after DeMar DeRozan got traded from the Raptors to the Spurs. It was like three days after, and he was here for team USA. If I could like have cracked an egg and put it on top of his head, it would have, he would, you could have fried an egg on top of Jamar Rosen's head. He was so pissed off. The Toronto media all was there. 
he was steaming mad that they had traded him away and sent him from Toronto. He, he will play his ass off whenever he plays the Raptors. 100%. Oh, well, 100% over DeRozan. Passing, scoring, he'll do everything he can do to beat the Raptors. Okay. 221, that's a good total. I mean, so you figure him to have opportunities to do it. He's been so good scoring. But, I mean, four and a half, it's already juiced. It's probably been a play. I like it. We're going over four and a half to Ron DeRozan. If I find it in Vegas, I will bet it. Finding it in Vegas is not easy. But if I, I find it a better in Vegas, chance of finding a Providence hat in Vegas to find that prop. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So bad, but it's so true. All right. Better to book it here. I'm wearing the Patriot hat for multiple reasons. Oh, let's go. The first quest. The first reason is that Trent Brown is back with the Patriots. So I'm very happy that the Patriots are giving this dude, bringing him back. One of the better offensive linemen the Patriots have had for a while. It gives Mac a nice comfort zone of a six foot nine monster on his backside. Playing left tackle for the Patriots. I like it a lot. So Trent Brown being back, reason number one. Reason number two, talk about your combining parlays with the Kane parlay. Yep. I don't know what I'm calling this other than calling it a Boston parlay. Okay. Celtics money line. Chalky. Bruins against the Canadians. Chalky. Money line. Money line. All right. Cavs against the Lakers. Money line. Money line? Plus 128. Oh, what the hell? That's plus money? All that stuff? Yeah. That's a winner. Plus 128. That's a winner. I mean, which we, one do we, Cavs scare me. I'm not going to lie. Cavs would be the one to be scary. Cavs the one. If, if, the, if LeBron goes home and decides to go off, they're only five. There are six point dogs. Now they're five point dogs. Or, sorry, five point favorites. There are six point favorites. People last night. keep betting. The Lakers, like they're going to turn it around. These sharp guys. I mean, all these guys, they're wise guys. They're they're sharp guys. They're they're razor blades. They're bad guys. They keep betting the Lakers because books keep giving them a number that they can't resist. They cannot resist a good number. They're very good at getting the best number. That's CLV, man. That's important shit. You know that. Is it? Only matters when the ticket cash. When it wins. When it wins, it matters. It matters. Right. It when it matter. falls on the number once the you know ten yeah. times one in every ten. I don't know. Let them have the Lakers. That is the one to worry about though, because the Cavs are a young team and they could lay an egg tonight. Mm-hmm. But Lakers on the road, that's okay. Yeah, we're good with that. I'm, I'm good. I mean, look, there's the no way the Cavaliers lay an egg tonight with LeBron in the house. It just can't. They're going to play. They could lose the game. But they lose the game with LeBron scoring fifty, right? That, that's how that's how they lose. They're not going to lose because they they score eighty points tonight and you know don't show up. They're right. going to play hard with LeBron and 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 frankly, I would be very surprised if the Lakers win this game tonight. Yeah, me too. That's a good parlay. I mean, you know, the Celtics aren't losing. Right. And if the Celtics, if you know, we talked about the Canes Canes parlay and the easiest one, you know, lost. <laughs> If the Celtics lose to the OKC tonight, that this one's going to leave a mark that we're going to. I'll be throw able to my hands about. up. I'll just, I'll just throw my hands up. I'll just go like I've been losing. I've lost my last two. That would be three consecutive bets betting either on or against the Celtics. I just will <laughs> like if I lose because of the Celtics get beat by OKC tonight. If that's if Bruins beat the Canadians and the Cavaliers beat the Lakers and this parlay fails because the Celtics failed to beat <laughs> as fifteen point favorites. That's gonna hurt. <laughs> I mean, that's gonna kick me in the nuts like that's yes. just that's doubled over that's yeah, yeah. that's vomit inducing if yes. that happens 
And then, okay, so we're betting that? Yep. All right. And then the only other play I've got going tonight is the under for the Mavericks and the T-Wolves. Oh. Under 230. It's a contrast in styles. This season so far, only nine games at home for the Mavericks have gone over this year. But for wow. the T-Wolves, 20, they're 20, I think it's 2011 and one to the over. Mavs at home, under machines. T-Wolves on the road, under machines. But I'm going to take the home team to be able to dictate tempo and go under 230 for Dallas and Minnesota. Bending under booking it. Nervous because I think Minnesota can win this basketball game. Minnesota wins, yeah. it's more likely to go over. Um, 230. I'll book this one. I, I, I'm thinking, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this turns into a, you know, I can do it, you can do it better type, you know, Towns and Luca back and forth type, you know, scoring fest. I'm leaning over. When I first saw the number, my first thought was over. So it's a high this. total, 230. It's very high, but high. I mean, these high totals have been going over too. Is this the highest total of the night? No. 234, Washington, Houston. That's the highest oh total my of the night. Goodness. You're betting or booking that one. You went over. I I couldn't. Like, I just can't. You'd have to go under? I'd have to. I couldn't bet over two. 240. Yeah. yeah so the numbers are Dallas is 25, 9, and 1 at home to the under. Okay. Minnesota is 27 and nine to the over on the road. But yeah, I don't know why. I just leaned in with the Minnesota. Historically, over the last um the last well, two games at home. Over to at least once or twice a show now. It's so good. <laughs> over to Dallas. Uh, after on a five-game road trip, coming back home. First game after a five-game roadie. Ooh. Okay. Tired Ooh. legs. Tired legs. Minnesota. Minnesota is, they played two games at home. They uh, played the Lakers, won by 20, played Milwaukee, and uh, won also by 20. 242 went under by 14 points against the Lakers. 241 and a half went over by 15 and a half against Milwaukee. Jeez. Team score. Mm -hmm. Six and four over the last 10 to Dallas. But if you dig down a little deeper with Dallas, Two times over their last um, seven games have gone over. So five and two over the last seven to the under for Dallas. Wow. And a lot of the Dallas numbers are right around, are actually lower than this. I was going to say around 222. Yeah. So Utah is 216. New York was 216. Houston was 227. Boston was 213. All four under. Philadelphia was 216 and a half under. under Brooklyn and Charlotte were 222 and a half and 224. Both those games went over. Mm. But yeah. I think Dallas and Luca, they take the ball away from towns and say, we're not playing your up-tempo game. We're grinding it. I got one for you. Yep. Um, four NHL hockey games tonight. Okay. Boston at Montreal over 230. Yep. Vegas at Minnesota minus 175. Okay. Edmonton at Colorado, Colorado minus 195 or minus 200. And Nashville at Anaheim is minus 170. How many dogs win tonight in the NHL? One. One. Which favorites, one go, favorites go three and one. I agree with you. Do you. Which one would you pick if you had to pick the dog to win it? Who would it be? The dog to win right now, I would take the Ducks at home. Oh, wow. To beat okay. Nashville at plus 140. 
All right. Well, I would take Ducks, Ducks at home have been pretty good, although they just traded one of their better players to the Bruins. Yeah, yesterday. I guess we got to keep an eye on that as far as the yeah. trade deadline. Like, because when they ship everybody out, that's an automatic bet against. Them. Yeah. So right. if, if you see Anaheim ship a bunch of other players out today, yeah. play it with Nashville. Right. If, yes. if they if they ship everybody out. Yes. So if, if that happens, I just think, I think Edmonton's live today. I would look to them on the puck line plus one and a half and a short minus minus. 150 mm. plus Ooh. one and a half. Is it really? Yeah. Plus one and a half for Edmonton's minus one fifty. That should be lower than that, but it's expensive. I, I think they they're the live dog to win today. But I agree with you. Favorites go three and one or sweep the board. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I I'd be stuck. The Bruins are on the road, but I really be, they beaten the Canadians five one the first two times they've played. Montreal's not good. Vegas is live to win tonight, but. I don't know. Wild at home can score in the goalie situation, like you mentioned with Vegas, is up. Do they the need to make a move today for the fan base? The Knights? Do they? No, need they need health. Move? No, they need health. They don't need a move. The move was Eichel. They already did that. They already got their big move. They need True. health. Yeah. They need Mark Stone healthy. They need Eichel healthy. Like they need these guys to get on the ice. They get on the ice. They can play with anybody in the league. But right now. They're just so, they're so damn banged up. Yeah. So, and that's the one thing about a newer fan base. I think this was an older hockey town. Not to say you're ever looking for excuses, but I mean, they're baked in. They've got, they got them right there to say, well, what do you want us to do? Like we've got, you know, top two line players who are really hurt, who have not. Pacioretty is out indefinitely. Leonard is out indefinitely stone is not played Eichel's banged up I mean like it's it's not really someone you can't really point your finger and blame coaching or the front office it's just a bad luck season for Vegas they have not had one of these in their five-year existence yeah Yeah, it's the first one and the pan and the fans are pissed off because it's a new city yeah but again just like I mean to bring it all back full circle before we go you got to learn how to lose you have yeah. that success early and you don't know how to lose and then you're going to get upset. This is part of the program. Guys get hurt. Things happen. You know, you get yeah, the It's like winning situation. on blackjack, though. You never think you're going to lose. You know, you're winning, you're winning, you're winning, you're winning. Everyone thinks, oh, it's always going to be like oh, this. Oh, you do see some assholes at the blackjack tables, man. I, don't I saw a win. dude. I, I was walking out of Cosmo yesterday. I saw a dude doubling down on 13. Oh, no. Up against, uh, up against a seven. Oh, no. And he, he was for 500 bucks and he hit. Wow. He got a seven. <laughs> he doubled down on 13. I, I was walking 13. Oh, no. I was supposed to, well, no. So, okay. So he's supposed to hit. Yes. Right. He doubled he's got down 13 on 13 against a seven. He doubled down on it and he hit. He, he, he got That's a seven. Somebody that just don't really care about money. 500 bucks. Everyone was watching what he was doing. And everyone was like, oh my gosh. And I got stopped. I looked. I was like, wait, 13 against a seven. Yeah. He's, he's supposed to hit. But we double down. What if he gets a three? Right, you he's got to hit again. No, you can't you double down. You're done. I know, but yeah. he doubled down. So I'm right. not saying he didn't do the right play, but he what won. the hell are you doing? I was like, he right just doubled down. Right. He flipped the seven. I was like, holy shit. I was like, okay, there you go. There's basketball weekend for you right there. Win 500 bucks. You're not supposed to win 500 bucks for. It's like, my God. I was like, okay. I was like, that's, I love this town. I love walking, watching through there. It's walking through and people watching and seeing stuff like that and stopping and going like the quick math, going like, what the? Boom. Oh, he got it. 
Good for you, sir. <laughs> Buy the table drinks. <laughs> and, and, and away we go. Favorite thing about today before we go. Um, favorite thing about today is that everybody's leaving. And I think we don't got to do something for a while. Like, we can breathe. Like, it was great to see all of you. That's phenomenal. But it's great to see all of you go for a couple days. That's like the the holidays, right? It's like the holidays. It's like, I love you all. Go the hell home. (laughs) Go home. Just let me me just breathe for a couple days. We ran it pretty hard. It was a complete blast. And now – you know, we're out, we're getting recognized because we do the show and people are listening. Hey man, I follow you guys on Twitter. You're great. Mm-hmm. A lot of positive comments. And, you know, I mean, I sat with a guy, um, Andy from, from Wisconsin. I, I, I wanted to shout him out. What's up? He was leaving the, the circa. He saw my tweet that me and Jeff were there. He came back in. I'm ordering street tacos. Ooh. By myself upstairs Ooh. in a party room, he said, "Hey man, I I'm I don't normally do this, but I just wanted to come up and introduce myself. I follow you on Twitter. I listen to you and Matt every day. Um, What's up? I, and I really just appreciate you and the show and all this stuff. And I was like, "Hey man, that's awesome. Thanks for coming up. What are you doing? He's like, "I was gonna leave, but I, I wanted to come up. I said, well, "We got a table over here. You want to come sit down? Andy came and sat down with me and Jeff for an hour. Wow. Watched the basketball game, talked about the show, talked about, you know, he's talking about moving to Vegas. He's been in Wisconsin for his whole life, him and his wife. um, I believe she's a nurse. He's got his own business. They're tired of the cold. He said, where do you think I'm moving to Vegas? I'm like, okay. I mean, as long as you understand, it's different. It's a different place to live here. He comes once a month, once every two months. Okay. So he knows like, he's so seen he it more than I always say the first time you come to Vegas, you have no idea where you are. The second time time things slow down a little bit. And the third time you come to Vegas, you're actually actually here. You can actually like open your eyes right. and see what's going on. Yeah. The sensory overload is slowed down and the you know the hangover movie is no longer in your head every time you're <laughs> waking up in the morning and those things have calmed down a little bit and it's, it's just like a slower, like it, things slowed down a little bit. It's like the first time playing in a, in a, in a big game, you know, once yeah. you play it a couple of times, it's slowed down a little bit. You can actually process the information. Right. What's going on. Yes. You saw that look on a lot of people's faces in the books this weekend. There was a lot of people working. Dude behind us in Cosmo. Oh yeah. That was <laughs> that one. Yeah. He, the that weekend got away from him, but think about all the people behind the counter, like a lot True. of people all over the place working in the books it slowed down by Sunday, you know, but this was, if this is your first March badness, I'll never forget mine. I was like, when does this stop? Like it, and it never did. And again, I loved it. And when things get more chaotic for me, always at work, like in the book, I loved it even more because I was always operating a slow pace because I was in Curacao when I was 26, Mm. trying to figure it out, booking millions of dollars. So um, yes, the best thing about today is that, Ain't nobody here except me and you. But Jeff's still here. Jeff ain't leaving. Yes. We can't get rid of JD. He's That's still good. here. But it's good that like we'll be able to just breathe for a couple of days till we get to the sweet six. Yeah, I gotta have dinner with him this week. I told him him and I yeah. would, would scoot out to have dinner. Yep. Best thing about today for me, I don't know if you can if you guys can see that or not, but that is that is the props TikTok 
it's not, I don't know if it allows oh. me, to, it allows me to do it or not, but that okay. is our first video. The props TikTok is up at nice. bet props on TikTok. You guys can go and see Jenna Garcia's first video. We just got that text message saying we are live and we are rolling with that. So we will have a lot more. Like I said, like we'll have our show will be on there. BVB clips will be produced and be put up on there. So will Patrick Everson's videos when he's doing stuff in the books, Patrick is probably sleeping i'm guessing with how much he was out and about he was <laughs> everywhere uh this past i don't know if he's sleeping i mean he could take a little bit of rest but we were out too like come on Patrick, yeah but we, he up. was working we, we were having fun <laughs> it's a whole different we're level. working what are you talking about that was fun that was work yeah work yeah. is fun though so we're lucky. true okay yes we don't work for for real <laughs> like we don't have to go write like writing is so hard <laughs> like we just talk either on yeah. mic or off mic we just talk well, he's making phone calls and stuff yep. non-stop text messages and, and texting and stuff and yep. like Ugh. you know at least we could i mean it felt like for an hour or two i didn't even have to look at my phone because we were sitting with three four five guys <laughs> everybody who, everybody who we were just talking like and everybody <laughs> yep. was just doing the thing like it had that throwback feel yep. like when i used to come here on a trip and be with the boys we didn't have phones back then it didn't matter you know so the only thing we did not do, which thank goodness we did not do, was like all go to a blackjack table and start playing. Like that. I need to play. That's the one thing I've not done with you yet. I've not watched you play blackjack. Oh man, we'll do that. We'll do that. I need to watch you play blackjack. I need. I need some of the some of the, the stories I'm hearing has made me very intrigued to watch you play blackjack. Yeah, I'm at life is a different life ago, but I still <laughs> I'll break that out every once in a while. We get you know? Jess next to me. She's playing. You, you mm -hmm. should watch her play because she cool. learned watching me play. Okay. Oh, the money management thing started. I mean, like, and it's great. She she adds a chip. She adds two chips. She takes one away. She splits. She's still not sure about the doubles. She gets very uptight. She's like, on double down. Yeah, she don't know when to do it. Okay. I try to explain to her, you know, when you split. She's got the splits down. She always looks at me. She's like, split right? Yes. Okay. She knows when she don't know when to double. Like that's the hard part, but. Yeah, I think the smartest thing the books not to go off town, don't tell me, but the smartest thing that their casinos did is, and I, I'm sure it changed before I became of age, but like when I figured out that you could ask the dealer, what does the book say? That that was that helped educate me a lot about those types of things. Oh, to, for sure. When to double down, when to oh. split, and like, and then allowing the dealer to say, this is what you're supposed to do. Right. That's that's always, I always really appreciated that. Yes. As, I, as, I, as I was learning the, you know, when to double down, when to split, and been like, I got two sixes. Do I split? Like, what do I do? Right. <laughs> and ask yeah. that person. Like, uh, that yeah, right. You're like, like, no, don't do it. No. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. you. Appreciate that. Just to give you like the, the idea as to like what path you're supposed to walk. It doesn't mean the cards are going to win. It doesn't mean you're going to win every hand. It just means it's nice have when you, someone does it for a living. Have you ever seen that little like playing card type thing with the basic strategy of blackjack. Yes. Huh? Yeah. Okay. They're all you can't, over the place. But you can't have that. The, you can't have it at the table. Oh, right? you can now. Oh, really? Oh, put it right here, baby. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Just set it right there. Yeah. Because I you thought still they still got to win. Yeah. Right. Know? Of course. So they don't. Uh, I thought the, I thought the whole thing was like players. you couldn't have your phone. You couldn't have your phone. You couldn't have that card, but you could ask the dealer what the book says. Yeah. Now that you can, you can, uh, some places they put, let you put the card out. You can't be cool. on your phone. You can have no. it sitting there or in your pocket. It's fine, but you can't be on it like scrolling or texting. Or can't anything. be open. No, can't be open. But for the most part, it's like giving the horse players, the rate, the daily racing form. You give everybody all the tools. They still got to win. Right. The cards games, it's fixed. The percentage is fixed. 
You know, you, people are going to go on runs. That's fine. Let them play. Teach them. And it's great when the dealer interacts. Yeah. Unfortunately, you get a lot of dealers at the end of this weekend. They weren't even looking up. They had enough. People. They want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been home. Working double shifts. And, yeah. yeah. And not getting tipped and getting stiffed by, by players. And yeah, that's always. Well, first, first reports for me, for a couple of people that work in the books, the tips were outstanding. Good. Outstanding this week. It was very positive to hear. I was actually really happy for them because there was a lot of tired people and a lot of worn out people. Yeah. But they're like, they're like Tokes have been great this weekend. So that took me two, it took me two and a half years of living here to figure that out, to figure out the tip policy. Yeah. It took me, it took me a while to really, cause I don't like carrying cash. Right. So I often would be like, I knew I'm supposed to, I was like, Oh man, it took me two and a half years to finally figure it out. Like living in Vegas, you kind of always have to have a hundred dollars in cash on you period. Like, just like that's just like a standard in number. multiple denominations. You oh, not twenty. Yeah, you not, need five. Yeah, not hundred. Ones. Yes, you need you all need, sorts of different. Yeah. You, so you now it's a minimum. Different bills. You don't yes. ask somebody to make change. You have the change. Change. Correct. Yeah, that's off. That's super awkward when you have like a twenty and you're just trying to tip them five bucks. It's like, uh, can I give you a twenty and give me fifteen back? That's a bad look. They always have it though. Of they course, always but, have it. But they make a not, scene of it though. They make it very much like some guys or some girls are like, is he really asking me for change right now? Like, yeah. I mean, really? But yeah. they'll do it. But you always, it's a little, another little tip, have twenties, tens, fives, and ones, multiple denominations. So you, you can tip. If this is a $2 tip, it's a $2 tip. If this is a $5 tip, if this is a 10, you already have it. You just boom. See you later. Thanks. And it will help you next time. And if you're coming for a big event, March Madness, Super Bowl, whatever, whatever you think the tip should be, double it. Absolutely. Whatever Absolutely. you think it should be. If it's crazy like this past weekend, you think it's a five buck tip, bet 10. 10 buck tip, bet 20. That's it. And so on. And you will, and you will definitely have the world opened up to you here. Yes. It's funny. There are keys to unlock things in Vegas, and you'd go, oh, wait. <laughs> that can happen? Yeah. yeah. That can yeah. happen. Oh. Yeah. Follow me. <laughs> like yeah. it, it, it is Willy Wonka with, in some ways. Jeff saw it with me because I was, he was in the car with me and right. you know, we went in and out a couple places and this and that. And he was like, oh, that's how that's done. I'm like, yeah. Because <laughs> the guys have access to do more things than they're going to tell you. And if you don't tip them, it's a no, sir. Sorry, I can't do that. Can't do it. If you do tip them, it's, oh, sir, I'll leave this right here for you. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Yes, yeah. I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Gotta no, take care no of tables guys. available after five. Really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> guess what? One just opened up. Can you be here at six? <laughs> Damn right I can. See you in an hour. <laughs> so great. We're back tomorrow, guys. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. Be a part of it. The video clips on Twitter pop up all the time. So share those. And also subscribe to us. Wherever you get your audio platform, your audio podcast afterwards. He's Dave. I'm Matt. Back on a Tuesday for the Bostonian versus the book.